So some people are in their subspace. They're actually, it's very, you're so right. It's so different. Some people are very chatty, right? Like, yes, Mr. Snow Mistress, and I love your rose mistress. And I'm okay with that because I like that strong alpha sub. We, you know, we keep saying we've said all the things and, and, and that's their subspace. Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Guy Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Well, 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 we're back for another episode of Confessions of a Pro-Dominatrix, talking about consensual world domination <laughs> <laughs> with Mistress Cherry. And again, I just want to remind you, uh, make sure that you read the consent and read the, the, the content warning because you have not just me, but you have two of us. So <laughs> it's double important that you read what the content is for today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about subspace. What is subspace? How to get to subspace? All the things that happen in subspace. Why subspace is so delightful. <laughs> all right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so dome space. <laughs> and, well, and yes, and we can talk about subspace, and then we'll see doms. We'll see what the episode brings. It may be uh, an episode on its own on what do dom space looks like, or it may come naturally, organically, or orgasmically. <laughs> in this conversation as you say. right right <laughs> love it as usual thank you for having me back thanks for being here so uh let's do we didn't do a little intro give me a little intro about uh who you are as a pro dominatrix yeah. my name as you can see on the screen is mr cherry some of you know me as mistress cherry leather chaps it's just very long i have been a pro dominatrix for over a decade now and have seen many many submissive slaves and also now uh happily a orgasmically happy a lifestyle <laughs> dom as well which you can hear some juicy stories on another episode yes um, and and, and just for FYI, so uh, Mistress Cherry, uh, she tends to disclose her juicy sex life in the extended version. So if you want to hear about that, go to Patreon. <laughs> go to Patreon. <laughs> and it's new for me. Empress has a way of getting me to talk. Yes. So that's me. So I have um, I have my own dungeon in my own space. I have a classroom. I teach. I do workshops, uh, demos, events, and all the things. My favorite thing to do is definitely have one-on-one -on -one, uh, sessions with submissives and submissives that want to become in their own lifestyle. And basically, we talked about the last episode being safe, happy, consensual. That is the most thing. And have a great, hot time that is the most important thing so that's me i love what i do it's not just who i am it is my passion and my taglines are be true to you and keep it kinky nice I love yeah, it. yeah. Love it. so everybody who uh you've probably been following me but if this is your first interaction with me um i go by empress gaia I go by Guy Morissette. There's lots of ways in which you can find me. I do a lot of things, wear lots of hats and wear lots of outfits. Okay. And then you can, and all of those links will be in the show notes. And 
I really dive into like in the world of BDSM aspect of my life is both on well, my personal life, professionally, I'm pro dominatrix, I do, I'm a BDSM wellness expert, I dive deep into kink, power exchange, the dynamics, the psychology, the healing factors, all of those pieces. So you want to learn more, go visit Gaia or empressgaia.com. Okay, so let's get into our conversation today about subspace. Mm -hmm. So let's start with when I say the word subspace, first of all, what is your definition of subspace? My definition of subspace. So I, my definition of subspace is that, and there's so many things I can get to in a minute um, that kind of prelude to that to get there. But my definition of subspace is being in that environment, the space with me, say in my dungeon, you're just hearing my voice, feeling my touch, you're surrendering, you're trusting me because we've had, we've had the talks, we have the, the trust has been established. It was our first session or our hundredth session, we have established that. Uh, subspace is working, I do the yoga, you know, the yoga breast in through your nose, out through your mouth. And for me, subspace is really kind of eventually getting that floaty, zen feeling on on i always say if and i can feel when they are coming over to subspace with me and i have different techniques to get them there uh, which i can get to in we'll a talk minute. about it in a moment yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get ahead of myself sometimes but really hearing my voice feeling my touch and really with that subspace letting go of the outside world the world's the word surrender and just surrendering it up so hearing my voice feeling my feeling my touch and I am the only person <laughs> that exists with them in that moment whether it's a day overnight session or you know a couple hours in the afternoon that that is the focus right that subspace no phones no nothing it is us in this beautiful world that I'm so passionate about of BDSM. And I just love taking people, I'm getting goosebumps talking to you about it actually, is, is taking them on a journey. So think of grabbing my hand and jumping over to my world and just enjoying that as well. And it's really important that I give that, that teachable moment if they don't understand what subspace is. So I love that. For Thank me... You. Subspace is a couple of different things. So um, my definition would be, it's that Zen space of the void, going into the void. Mm. It's uh, if you do yoga, if you do meditation, if you do any, there's many ways to get to this Zen space where you are one with everything and at the same time, nothing at the same time. And it's lifetimes, people practice this for lifetimes to get to this space. And I found BDSM happens to be one of the vehicles in which you can get there and somebody can take you there quite easily without having to spend uh, a month in a Buddhist monk and be a, a, in a temple somewhere to get to this place of the void, the quiet, the stillness, the oneness. But I love that whole piece around you talked about is that you then are the anchor as the dom you become the anchor of that subspace where it's your voice it's your 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 touch it's your your essence that is the guide the tether in the void and i think that's the piece this is like the the dom becomes the tether in that subspace so that you get to be floating in the zen being in the Zen, not thinking about anything, everything's still, everything's quiet, everything is contentment. There's like this warm feeling of contentment overall. So that for me is what subspace means. Um, and it is about the surrender, you know, like there's different levels of subspace. There's, and I think that's really important. There's the, okay, I've, I've let go a little bit, so I'm like a little bit, I, I'm like, I'm not, you know, and I, most of my clients are control freaks or as I like to call it, recovering <laughs> control freaks. They're in recovery, which is why they come and see me. <laughs> it's for them to learn to surrender, let go and feel safe and trust and all the things, right? And so there's like layers of that place of getting to the ultimate where you are in the void. Right. 
Right. You know, and it, it takes, it can take time. It takes mm-hmm. on how much shit you got, how, how much trust issues you have, how much is hard for you to surrender, let go of control, how, how, uh, how much your mind controls the narrative versus being able to turn off your brain. So like, there's lots of ways in which we can get there. So how are some of the ways that you help people go to that, that place of subspace. Sorry, I, I have cat trouble sometimes. Um, <laughs> is, um, I love everything that you said. And I, and I love that we, you know, we talk about we're very different, but we also parallel. So I love everything you said. We both said the Zen space, right? And it's really that healing, which I know is a whole other podcast and show and everything you say. So how I get to subspace is having that conversation on the level that we talked about in episode two, but how I get into subspace, my, one of my, uh, again, yeah, consented to this, my favorite thing. Okay. Hold on. Is, wait for my, our audience. We don't oh, yes. know. I, we, we don't know if it's the episode two, because it probably will have a different number when it gets. Okay. Prepared. Oh, so, I apologize. So, so when she, when, when mistress is referring to is episode on consent. Got it. Right. Got it. I like that. You're, see, she keeps me. <laughs> um, so um, what I do is give them into this, into the space. I'm not just about coloring, cupping and throwing in the dungeon. It's a process. We've had our talk, the episode on consent. They go into the washroom, they hang up their clothes knee, and they're naked. One of my favorite things is closed female, naked male. That gets me into my space, into their space. Then they come into the dungeon. They might be on all fours, standing up, and they need to look into the I have a mirror. They need to look in the mirror. And my process um, is really just all about that touch. Close your eyes, take in the space. It's very spiritual actually right it's really closing their eyes touching them and I say let me see what your body can give me I like to feel the goosebumps the breathing as soon as I see those shoulders relax I always challenge myself I like to get people in some space within five minutes <laughs> so, so they but it can be a longer process so can you their shoulders and then once they really relax and do that breathing the yoga breathing the meditative breathing in through your nose out through your mouth then I collar and cuff them I have them watch this process. I have mirrors everywhere in my dungeon. I'm a mirror whore. I said, I have mirrors everywhere. Watch yourself get collared and cuffed. And then we start gradually going to the things that they want, tease and denial or nipple torture, touching, foreshadowing, and preluding, maybe draping rope over them, you know, a gentle flogger, just really foreshadowing the things that we are going, the meat and potatoes that we're going to do. So really, I might add a blindfold consensual uh you know some really getting them into that space it's not just about throwing over the bench you want strap on let's do it so you need to get into that hot isn't it though no you really need to get them into that subspace so it's again which i said earlier so now you're now hearing my voice feeling my touch and then then if i feel i can you probably can too, Empress. I can intuitively feel if they're with me or not. I can tell if they're, you know, if their mind is still on that phone call or did I lock my car? I can almost feel it in my gut and in my soul. It's kind of wow. Like, ooh, mistress has a little spidey sense. I do. I do. Yes. And, yes. and then if I feel that, I will say, close your eyes. So close. And I say, okay. And I whisper in their ear and I say, okay. You're almost there. And I do a scenario. Usually it's I'm on the other side of this beautiful green bank. And there's like a little ditch between us. And I'm dressed the way I am. And I have reached out my gloved hand. And you're going to grab my hand. You're going to take that leap of faith with me. And you're going to jump with me. Are you ready? Are you ready? And I'm rubbing them. Are you ready? Grab their hand. And then I go, jump. And then surrender and it works it's i stumbled into i was having trouble getting someone into subspace once and i just came up with that on the fly once and that's now beautiful that's nah. beautiful i nah. love that that's like gorgeous it's like all of the things around mm-hmm. the getting the mind and the body and the spirit and the energy to like drop in i love that dropping in that's exactly what it is it's dropping in and then you and then you maintain that which we can get to maintain that 
things I, I maintain it throughout the session, but that could be another. <laughs> I want to hear you how you get to sub them to subspace. So I do it in uh, a, a very different way. I mean, I love your way. I actually, I'm going to talk about maybe actually utilizing some of those tools because I think that, that that's gorgeous. And, and it's very interesting that in my um, bodywork sessions and my tantra stuff and my sexual wellness uh, pieces, I do a lot of those pieces to drop mm. people in. But I've never really actually brought that into the dungeon before. So thank you. That was like You're brilliant. Welcome. I'm like, that's brilliant. I was like, wow, that's, <laughs> that's going to make life so much easier. Thank you. Well, we have different but similar backgrounds, right? With the tantra and the yeah, spiritual. Yeah, and right? I, like I love that. So thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So typically for me, um, the way that I do helping them drop into that subspace is. I do it in the collaring and the cuffing. So I have my clients typically, you know, as soon as we're ready to go, like, you know, we're, we've, we've done all the things and, you know, I found out where everybody's at and what the body's doing and all things Then I'm like, immediately I'm like strip and I make them strip in front of me. Okay. So I'm clothed and they're naked and I may either be disinterested and kind of ignoring them, or I might be staring at them and making them uncomfortable. So there's a certain level of like this whole power. So for me, it's about that power dynamic of like, you are now, as you're shedding your clothes, you're shedding your control, you're shedding your power, you're shedding your entitlement, you're shedding all of those pieces. And I'm keeping all of it. <laughs> I, I, I really love that. I love it. <laughs> I'm keeping all of it. You're giving it all away. Right? So as you're taking okay. off your clothes, you're giving it up. And I'm taking it. Love it. Love it. And then I have my, then I'll have my clients either kneel at my feet with their ass naked ass up and exposed up in the air. And I then will start talking and I will remind them like, what are your safe words? And we'll go through the, the, the scenario of like the importance and what my expectations are and what you're going to call me and what are you going to behave and what are, you know, all the things. So I like have them. So they're dropping. So the, each, each question I'm asking and each answer that they're giving, it's like a call and answer is like this whole, like, they're dropping in, they're giving over their power, they're, they're agreeing to the terms, they're surrendering to the terms, all of that is happening. Awesome. And then, um, and then I'm like, okay, now that I've established that, you know, basically, this is how shit's going down. Uh, <laughs> everybody knows what the expectation is, how we're going to move, all things. Then I will have them then I start to put their collar on. So I'll put the collar okay. on. And as I'm putting the collar, and I do every time I'm putting each thing on, like you were talking about the whole draping of the rope and all that kind of stuff. Right. I move with intention and I move right. very okay. stilly and very stealthy. And okay. it's all very sensual and it's very lingering. There's a lot of, I do a lot of eye gazing because I, can see into your soul when I'm looking in your eyes. So I want to know what's going on in your soul. And I also get aroused. And this is a, a piece of disclosure here. I get fully aroused when I have the look of terror a little bit in their eyes. That they're like, I'm giving up control and I'm excited, but I'm kind of scared, but I trust her, but I don't know if I should trust her. Like the conflict that's happening in the eyeball yeah, right. makes my clit throb. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Woo! So as I then call her and then I, I'm like, as this goes on, who owns you? While this collar is on, who owns you? This is where they drop in. Yes, Empress. Yes, Mistress. You own me. And I, we go over again. What are your safe words? So I really want them to know what their safe words are. 
and that they can utilize that as their drop. It's like I'm anchoring in for them that even when they go to subspace, they can still be attached to their safe works. Because that's one of the things that when we were going to talk about safety around subspace is that a lot of times they go into subs, people go into subspace and they lose their awareness and they can't vocalize or ask for what they want or, or aware of what they need or any of those kind of things. So I keep, I keep reinforcing as we're setting the stage of going into the surrender, into the scene, that safe word, what's your safe word, what's your safe words, what's your safe words, so that they can have it when they go into, when they're finally in the space of subspace, that their safe word is just automatic. If they need mm -hmm. to say yellow, if they need to say red, they can say it and there's no consequences. There's no punishment, mm -hmm. but the safe words are beautiful. We love safe words. Safe words are sexy. The more you use your <laughs> safe words, the happier I'm going to be. <laughs> like I, I really am yeah. really constantly reinforcing that piece. And so then I think the collars on, I get their collar on them. I get their cuffs on them. And then I put them in wherever, whether it's hanging from the ceiling, whether it's over my spanking bench, whatever I'm tying them to, whatever's going to happen in the scene. At this point, then they are already probably dropping it. Like they're already right. at that part starting to drop in. And then I do, I typically will start with pain, pleasure, pain, pleasure, pain, pleasure, back and forth, back and forth so that they can drop into the endorphins mm -hmm. and all the things that are going on into their bodies. And then off we go. So the level of subspace a client will get to has a lot to do with, again, their trauma background. Cause a lot of times I do, that's a lot of the work and the clients that I see. And so mm -hmm. they come to see me because it's really hard for them to surrender. And so we may have a scene, we may have a whole session where they didn't get to subspace. They were just able to like, let go of control and allow me to tie them up and be feel safe enough that they were comfortable that they were tied up. And so right. like for me, it depends on the clientele, but it's usually, it's a progress of like those layers of safety and trust and right. surrender and things right. like that. Love that, love that. And just to clarify what Empress said as well, yes, I'm, I'm like, yes, it's all very sensual, putting on the collar and the cuffs, what you know, what's your safe word is I really get into my dom space. So it's really important that yes, they their safe word, whether mine stop, like if I'm doing some heavy impact play or robot stop or yellow or red, which we'll get into, is but the most important thing for for me is that, yeah, is that level, that level of trust. And if they want to speak to me, because we're flowing together, is that oneness you said, is that they can't just say, oh, look out the window, look at the weather. They need to say, mistress, may I speak? And that really keeps them in that, right? And that also gets, okay, stop for a minute. And then that gets my attention as well, even though my attention is so deep. Mistress, may I speak? Yes. And if they are really, say, we're doing you know, an in-depth uh, kidnapping scene or an in-depth uh, strap-on scene, they can right away, they can just call as their safe word without thinking, oh my God, what am I supposed to say? Real life, real life. And that's like, okay, they need to talk to me. Real life. Like, oh, real life, right? Okay, so did it. And then we will, and then we will do the ritual that you know, I talked about getting back into that subspace. Another thing I do with subspace too, is I have them look in the mirror and say, yes, you're, I own you now for the next, I do that too, the next mm -hmm. little while. And I love this. This is a very therapeutic thing. I love the answers. I get different answers across the board. I have them look in the mirror and I say, and I say, so what do you see when they're collared and cuffed? And I believe, what do you see? And they might say, I see Mr. Sherry's property. Or they might say, I see a happy me. Or I might say, they might say, I see a true me. I see myself surrendering to you. So I, I, there's so many things. I've had so many fabulous things. Or I, my favorite one is, <laughs> you love it? What do you see? You look in the mirror. I see I am at exactly where I'm supposed to be in this moment. That's awesome. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. There's teary out and you're making me tear up. I before before so I like can consensually beat you up. 
Isn't it beautiful? So I've really learned to grow with substance. I've learned a lot about myself through this process. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's beautiful. So let's talk about, so your safe words. So I like these, your safe words are very different than mine. Say, I, I just use green, yellow, and red. No one ever uses green ever, but right. it's, it's there just in case. Um, it's a backup. Uh, yellow is my real life. So for me, oh, I, use, okay. I, I use yellow that people can say the word yellow and we can drop into, and then it could be like, what do you need? It could be like, I need to go pee. My left hip hurts. Drink of yeah, water. I need to drink water. Like it can, you can break scene. You can break power dynamics. You can break in that moment when you say yellow to have a conversation about what needs to happen. And red is immediately, I, we stop whatever we're doing. I do a check-in. Is this, we're, we're stopping the scene or are we stopping all of the play? Like, is it just this particular act that we need to recalibrate or are we ending our session today? So that's, those are my safe words and that's how I utilize them. So I'd like to hear more about your safe words because mine because I, I drop in too and they just say stop yes it's like I guess real life I mean the difference between real life and stop is real life it's more when you're really I've had some crazy role play so we're really into that scene you know I was the mistress and you know someone's I kidding you know he came over to tell me to stop Texas Pulse that's I get sidetracked right and that's that real life to really talk about where it's going sometimes I don't need real life the role play is just going on its own so it was just stop just like you and I it, just like what you said Empress it doesn't mean the whole scene stops it means right it means that that left testicle is pinching during some some ball rings right or it's just that that checking in but the I have seasoned submissives they really come from that world that they use the lights they use the traffic lights and I am obviously familiar with that I think uh, traffic lights are a really good thing to use when you're in an event when it, people all the things are happening around you and other people are being dominated I think that's great because you're really staying in tune to that because easily to get distracted so those traffic lights are probably the easiest things to use but that's what I use so mine stop I don't use any and there's nothing wrong with them but any words like pineapple or things like that I know a lot of people do that but I just like to keep it professional it makes me giggle to not pineapple like it's such a safe word in another world right so it's just like what pineapple I know I don't mean pineapple so well, yeah and yes and there's lots of people who have different you know different right safe words and and the most important part doesn't matter what the safe words are because this this is why it was really beautiful to hear what your safe words are and my mm-hmm. safe words they're different but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what your safe words are all that matters is the people who are in the room know what each one of those safe words mean mm-hmm. and it's integrated that you can use it when right. you're in a state that you won't rem- remember like so kumquat is a great safe word it's a funny safe word it's <laughs> Come quad or come quad. <laughs> I've never not come squat. Come, come it's a fruit. No, it's a fruit. <gasps> it's a it's a fruit. It's called a come come quad. Okay, I, all right. I feel like all right. I feel silly. I don't know what that is, but I know. Okay. <laughs> Next time we hang out, I'll bring you some come quad. <laughs> Please do, Empress. Please bring me some kumquat. I just like saying it now. Right? How fun yes. is that? Right? How fun is that? But it's true. It's that, and it just, and also, if someone wants a, you know, a hardcore impact, and they say, "Please push me, mistress. Please push me." Like, you know, I don't want to use my safe word, but no, if you, if you feel you want to say your safe word, say it. It doesn't mean it doesn't make you weak or you can't do it. Some of my, some of my submissives make themselves count up to five and if they still need like really quick one two three four five and they still need it they use it so that gets some breathing too right and, and we're still listening to body language and breathing and you you know and the interact I like my submissives to be interactive yes and the other thing is is that for me I'm reading the scene so mm-hmm. as the dom I don't give a fuck 
if you aren't ready to use your safe words. I am the first line of defense of paying attention because most of the time submissives often, not all of them, but often will not use their safe word when they should have said their safe word. And they've pushed themselves because they want to, you know, they want to be tough. They want to please you. There's this whole piece around, um, you know, uh, being, um, going to the extreme and there's an arousal response that around going to the extreme. But here's the thing, going to extremes is dangerous. And when you don't use safe words, as I have a great example of somebody not using their safe words, you pass out. Mm-hmm. And do you know what it's like to have somebody really heavy pass out in a very uncomfortable position in dangerous positions? All It's not safe. It's not okay. And that didn't make for a good time. And somebody's wrist can get injured, depending on where the what kind of bondage you're in. Like, you know, you could do damage. You like all of the safety is in place so that you can continue to play. And if I break my toys, this is how I always say it. If I break my toy, then how am I going to play with it? Right, right. Exactly. So using i just want to say this for our audience is reinforcing like really reinforcing safe words are sexy safe words don't mean you fail not using your safe word is a failure that is putting yourself in danger putting me in danger and causing me anxiety and stress because you might have done something that puts you your life at risk so very important very important. Use your motherfucking safe words. <laughs> yeah, if you say I like to operate without a safe word, guess what? I'm still going to use your safe word for you. You got to use a safe word, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure you get that. You have to use a safe. You have. You to have use- to use a safe word, and I'm paying attention. And most of the time, in in all fairness, in most of my sessions, I never actually. My clients don't. The idea is to not have to use your safe word. Meaning, mm-hmm. I'm keeping you at the edge where you're not going over to need to use your safe word me too so so i don't use like safe words don't actually get said very often in my sessions because that means i'm i'm doing my job really really well i'm keeping my client on the edge where they're they're in that state just before they need to use their safe word and that's what we want we don't want to go to extremes we want to keep you just below the extremes so that you can ride that high for much Mm -hmm. longer. It's true. Which it creates you in subspace. That's where you want to be. You want to be in the subspace. You want to stay in the subspace. You want to stay in that subspace long. So if we're going to the extremes where you need to say your safe words, it means you're pulling your out of subspace. And you spend all this money to get there. (laughs) Right. Right, if you don't use your safe word, that's right. And yes. it doesn't make you a, a weaker submissive or a slave or whatever the scenario is. It actually makes you strong because you're saying what you what you like. And you know, and it's not that we talked about this before. It's not that topping from a bottom. We have talked about this. We have consensually talked about this. You need to use it because you. I've been in that situation. You pass out. Oh Jesus! You're you come on. You know, for your viewers, you know the feeling. Your 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 throat, your heart. Okay, your throat's in your heart. Your heart's in your throat. You're getting this person that's double your size down. You know, it's it's not fun. It's no, it's not. It's, it's, fun. It's, it's not fun. It's it's awful. It's awful. Yes. And and especially when the activities that we're doing have high risk factors to mm-hmm. them. So. Our job as a dom is being super aware and super present. And, you know, basically Mm -hmm. we're calling your safe words before you need to call your safe words. And then we're on top of it. But if, if for whatever reason, something's going on, you need to share, you're an active participant in the experience, which means you need that self-awareness to be able to say those safe words. So it's like a double safety factor. Basically Mm -hmm. you have the person who's doming you, is on top of it and your secondary you're on top of what's going on internally in case we're not mm-hmm. aware or something happens goes quickly or you know all of a sudden you need something to drink we didn't know that you need something to drink and then now you're dehydrated right 
Right. You know, so yeah, we have to be one step ahead of it. And, and some people may not realize that, you know, that you need to be hundred uh, percent committed. There's a lot of responsibility, but not just for us, for submissive as well. Right. It's a double responsibility. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So let's talk about what happens. Hold on. I'm going to pause for a second. Okay, so let's talk about what it looks like for people that's different, different people going to subspace. So for example, like when you see, so what does it look like different clients? And I would like from your perspective to share what it looks like when people are in subspace. So some people are in their subspace. They're actually, it's very, you're so right. It's so different. Some people are very chatty right? Like, yes, Mr. Snow Mistress, and I love your rose mistress. And I'm okay with that, because I like that strong alpha sub. We, you know, we keep saying we've said all the things, and, and, and that's their subspace. They're, they're nattering along, and I, I, I like it, and interact. Oh, thank you, or whatever you're doing. Oh, harder, softer. You know, it's that interactive, and it really gets that flow going. And I can tell they're in the subspace, because they're only thinking about me and my touch and, and themselves, that unit. I love that word you use, that oneness, but that's so what it's about. And then some people um, get super quiet, right? Mm -hmm. They get super, super quiet and those, and that is fine. Nice. You know, I, I've evolved with that because people are super quiet. I wasn't hundred percent comfortable, but now I just tell them if you're super quiet, that's fine. You're going to your space, your Zen space, but I will not annoyingly, but I will be checking in with you. I will be encouraging you to do that Zen yoga breathing. I want to hear if you're quiet, I probably won't use a ball gag because I really want to hear you breathing. I may not use the scent step with a mask or a hood. So they will really get quiet. And then some, uh, you know, as you probably know, in your experience, Empress are very, in the middle, they might be, be, you know, really intense. If we're doing a flogging scene, and they just like to, you know, I, I, again with the mirrors, they're watching me flog them. I'm watching them watch me, and I love that, right? And they might be, oh, and just doing the things that I enjoy, like if I say twenty floggings, and then they know at the end they've been trained. Thank you, mistress. Twenty more, yes, mistress. So it's that flow. So it's really kind of those three levels for me that I experience and really that flowing in between so that subspace is different just like art my space is different too it's it's like a real it is a relationship right it really mm -hmm. is that connection it's that relationship with each and different person and sometimes uh you know a first scene you can have that instant connection or it might be like any you might evolve into that, right? Like I think of a client I've been seeing for eight years every month. That's a lot of sessions. Um, <laughs> it's like it, we've evolved and changed. He's more vocal, but at times he also has to be pulled in a bit, right? Oh, touch my nipples. No, no, that, no, what? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Let mistress do her thing. So that's his subspace. He gets so excited. So, and you? Uh, so yeah, so like exactly that, uh, that was beautifully said, like the Thank people you. have different, different ways in which they drop into subspace and where they're at and what they'd like and how much, how much they want to be, what level of, do they want to be in that, the, again, it's that level of subspace that I talked about earlier in this conversation, right? About the level of surrender, the level of, of trust, the level of letting go, the level of all those pieces. How much are they in their body? How much are they in their brain? How much are they just, it's just all of it where they can watch it, observe it from their externally. Like there's so many different layers and levels. And I think one of the things that I, because I do do a lot of work around trauma is that um, it's, that's why it's really important to figure out when somebody is dissociative versus they're in subspace because dissociation mm. and subspace can look exterior, like externally very similar to each other. And being dissociative means that you felt unsafe and you left, you've left the building, you've left your body, you've left the building. Um, it's a trauma response. It's a dissociative state. Um, that's not the state we want to be. That's, that's an unhealthy 
state. We want to be in where you're consciously aware and you're consciously choosing to be in the Zen, in the, the space, in the moment that you're consciously aware of it and you haven't dissociated. And so that I would say all of the other layers that you're talking about, absolutely. But I think that's the one piece mm -hmm. that is important is that there's a difference between dissociation and subspace. And you want to know, for me, how I figure that out is by asking their trauma history mm -hmm. and what does it look like when they feel unsafe? And so I'll ask that question in the our vetting process in our intake session of like, what when you feel unsafe, what do you do? Do you tend to retreat or do you tend to activate and, and be more aware? So if you tend to retreat, that means you have tendency to have more dissociation. You have a tendency, if you have a background in uh, pain, if you're in pain, what do you do? Do you, do you lean into the pain and can you feel the pain? Or do you remove yourself and basically come out of your body and dissociate? And especially if we're doing impact play, that's not gonna help the, them get into subspace if they've completely dissociated. And I also then we don't know their pain threshold and then we can do damage mm -hmm. and all those things. So, right. so I think that's the big piece for me um, is to understand the difference between dissociation and then subspace and finding out what each client, what that looks like is different for them and having lots more questions and watching and observing. And when I'm first playing with somebody, I do a lot more talking and engaging and interactions of like you said, you know, like, I have them count how many beatings mm -hmm. I'm doing. If it's uh, they have to thank me, I'm uh, I want a lot of sound coming from them mm -hmm. because then I know that they're in still in the scene, in the moment, in the present, and that they haven't left the building dissociatively. Mm -hmm. So that's great. As usual, you brought up two great points, <laughs> lots of great points, but the disassociation and what people, what I think is that, yes, because when you check out, right, that's a check out, that's when not good, bad things, that's when bad things happen, that's when you're dropping, that's when I'm checking it on the hands, that's when it's, I'm talking, you're not responding, that's, you're being, we're being proactive, and that's when you're coming off the cross, that's when you're sitting down, and we're deciding if the session is going forward, or no, we will pick up where we left off on, you know, on your next time, so that's that, yeah, that whole thing, and you're right, I do a lot, I'm very chatty <laughs> by nature, but I do, I do a lot of, of talking, and I do a lot of, you know, the, the breathing, and then with the mirrors, and all that, and what I, and what people think it's not just who I am, it's by design as well, is to keep that same, that same, yes, same, but it's to keep that scene fun and safely moving forward. Yeah. Right. But people don't realize I'm not just nattering to hear my voice. I'm chatting to keep that going. I enjoy it. Like you said, I get excited, right? I'm in that moment and we're like, it's like a dance, right? You're going we're going forward and because i know where it's going right i always say i'm i'm no i have a not scripted but i definitely have a plan of where i'm going i don't have written down every word i'm going to say that's exhausting it has to have that natural flow right so let's talk about you brought up a while ago one of our conversations about uh when other people have come to see you, even though they've seen other pro-dominatrix and they know nothing about subspace. So we want to talk about that for a second. Yes, let me take a breath before that conversation. <laughs> yes, and I was, I was super um, surprised with that. When I say, when I, I call them seasoned versus a newbie, and I say, so you've seen other dominatrix, and they tell me their experience, because we've had that conversation, so I know what they've done, what they liked, and so on, because it all, it all matters to me, and I'm curious, I don't need to hear names, I don't need to hear any of the details other than ones you want to share that are important to our scene and session moving forward, but when they say, I said, so how in the past have you gotten to your subspace? Like what, what were the tools used? And they say, sub what? I'm like what? Subspace. And I'm, I have to be honest with you, Empress. I am really, really surprised that someone has been being dominated in, you know, 
uh, professionally for 20 years, and they've never heard that term. So I really treat that as a real teachable moment. And we talk about it. And now I know that I need to really kind of treat them as a newbie, not a bad thing. Nothing wrong with being new. Nothing wrong with nothing wrong. I never want that to be a a negative connotation. I think it's adorable, actually. But it's it's to really back it up and really teach that. And I think I've really learned over the years is to really be that active listener. It's not, you know, I I get pretty excited with all my toys. (laughs) I'm a real equipment toy girl, as you know, but to really take that time. So, so a majority of our session today, we'll be talking about subspace because it's important for all the other things to happen. And what about you? Have you had this experience as well? Um, So majority of people that come see me are new. Uh, they may have had maybe one or two dom pro dom experiences. Um, what I hear more is that there was a lot of not like if they don't know about subspace, it's they don't know about any of the stuff. Like so, basically, right, the, the right, dom right. that they the pro dom that they saw wasn't actually a pro dominatrix. It was you know, and there's no judgment in this piece. So I really want to make sure that the audience is paying attention to this is that basically they weren't a pro dominatrix. What they were was an escort with the whip. And that's a very different discerning thing because being a dominatrix or being a dom and being a pro, it means that it is about subspace. That's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to create that safe surrender space so you can let go and you can get to subspace and how we get there many different ways we've talked about, but that is the ultimate goal. But if you just want to get hit with a happy ending, that's a different experience and that's a different purpose. And that is the person that you were seeing was more about the happy ending and less about the domination. And I think mm-hmm. that that's really the discerning factor in that is that, so when somebody comes to see me and they have never heard of subspace and they haven't learned about subspace, it's because they went, they didn't actually go see a pro dominatrix. They went and saw an escort with a whip where it was about their happy ending, or it was just about the act of spanking, but it wasn't about the power exchange and it wasn't about the domination and it wasn't about surrendering. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. You're right. They kind of missed the whole, the whole picture, the whole idea of it. Right. And I, that, you know, that's what we want to do, but yeah, this is kind of the whole, we're bringing the whole journey. It's a journey. So, you know, if someone starts with, well, hi, Mr. Do I get a happy ending? Well, I don't feel we're a match, but let's back it up and, and have this conversation. Because if that's your focus, then you're missing all of these beautiful connections and things and spanking or you know, whatever that you know, things that you want to do. You're 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 kind of missing it. You're missing. It. And I find when I do introduce people to that subspace, they they at the end like, ah. That I just had it the other week, actually. Like, wow, that is like the most beautiful, intense <laughs> session I have had. And and that, and because I always say when, when we're having our, our pre-chat, we're sitting down and chatting, the most important, I'm always happy. I'm a happy person. I love everything that I do. Because if I didn't love it, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. So my most important thing is that you leave happy. I'm not talking happy ending. Leave happy. You have come to me on a journey. You're in that space, you know, and we've talked about it. And, you know, we've done, I know it's another, I'm bringing up another topic, aftercare. <laughs> I do That's that. That's totally other conversation, <laughs> aftercare. I draw, I drop yeah. that in, but I, you know, we've, we've talked it out. So that's what I do, but I do, I have lots of new people as well, but I have to say a bit different than you. It's a bit of a, a mix, a mixed bag for me change currently. It's a mixed bag. So let's talk about the last thing I want to talk, touch on this for this episode is sub drop. And this is another piece that mm-hmm. often people aren't aware of and don't talk about and um, end up having horrendous experiences after emotional drop because of the sub drop space. So when I say sub drop, what does that mean to you? So get your, your take on sub drop. Yeah. Share my take on sub drop. Uh, 
sub drop is crashing because <laughs> they've all been there. Dom drop, sub drop, switch drop, whatever you want to say, sex drop. You're, you know, you're, you're dropping. So sub drop to me is really dropping out of that beautiful space. It can be very emotional. It can be very scary for people. They might not feel like eating or drinking, which is so important to do all of that. And we really talk about that sub drop as well. So, and it can happen anywhere from three hours to the next day. I've had, I had one person three days later right? And, and not believing that they're sub-dropping and, and talking them through that. But I think the most thing with sub-drop is being aware that it's going to happen. That is the most important thing. I don't know if I divined it, but it's just dropping out of that space. I use it, you're going to feel a drop back to reality. So I encourage, yeah, I can encourage people. I can tell you how I encourage people to deal with that, but I want to hear your definition on sub-drop. So it's like, if you've gone to subspace, there's this tether that happens, right? So there's like, we talked about that tether with the dom, right? The dom is the anchor point while you're floating around in the Zen and the ethers, and you have this tether attached to the dominant. And the end of the session, that tether gets cut. And so there's like, floating 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 and then crashing <laughs> because it is like I, it's like a, it is it, it really is it feels like emotionally you drop you physically drop you may be tired you become moody there's like uh you talked about not eating there's a a, a depression state so like if you have some mental health issues, you need to be aware of those things because lots of times it can activate those feelings of that low and the depression and the disconnect and feeling not good enough and like all of your shit that you carry with you. Can come with you when that drop. When that drop, it intensifies all of that sensations of instead of this euphoric, glorious content happy everything in the world is a perfect as it is and this birds are singing and the sun is shining and all of a sudden it's like you're in the middle of a hurricane that's right true and that's yeah, what it can feel like it's like you're in the middle of a hurricane and a minute minute ago the birds were out and now it's like this arctic hurricane and you're everything is frozen and what's the point living and it can, it's a shit storm it's a shit storm and if you're not aware and depending on what how high you got and that's the other thing for me that i've found depending on how intense the subspace was will depend on how low, like how high the subspace mm -hmm. you were in depends on how low your sub drop can be and sure. not being aware of it is a big problem. That's one thing. It, it's very, it's very helpful when you're aware of it. So you can be like, Oh, I'm just sub dropping. So I just need to go have a nap. Need to eat some like, sh you know, caffeine, sugar, sugar electrolytes. I, I need to, you know, I need to talk about it. I might need to process it. It might be, I need to reconnect. There might be a, like a slight sort of need to reconnect with your dominant, mm -hmm. just to know that they, they care and you're still important and you feel you're a little tethered, like a little bit tethered to them. Like it, each person, what they need in that is different, but everybody goes through sub drop a form of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I uh, just, my, my personal submissive was dropping, really doing lots of, um, lots of play, right? Like Mm -hmm. day after day after day like four days i think on day three <laughs> we had another session the next day was the he felt heavy he felt like a suit of armor like heavy so just like i said have a nap take it easy and i'll often say to submissives that have dropped deep you know i always advise try not to have to go to work or you know it's like, we shouldn't joke or operate heavy equipment like for real for real for real well i don't when I, people laugh no, no, I know I'm hilarious, but I'm not trying to be funny right now. Do not go operate. Don't do not go mow your lawn right now. Like I'm not kidding. 
go sit. You know, go some sit, people be go, still. Be still. Uh, some, you know, go to a local coffee shop. I live by the lake. Go by the lake. Don't just hop in your car right now. I really, not everyone can do that. So if I know that, I will, you know, let's have water that goes back to that aftercare, just yeah. bringing them off, right? And I, you know, and, to, you know, again, taking off the collar, that whole process, right, as well. Not just, you're done, go. Like it's, try to, I try to bring them down a bit. I yes. really, do. yeah, I really do to help because it's, yeah, you, I'm sure you've dumb dropped. It can be like a first time a dumb drop will tell you another story, but holy crap. Yeah. So it, it very much is an important piece. So again, when you're hiring a pro dominatrix or a pro dom, these are the things you want to ask them. What do they do? How do they handle sub drop? How do they, what do they, do they know of subspace is a great question. Like what, mm -hmm. how do they get people to subspace? That's a question you want to ask your dom. Do mm -hmm. they do aftercare, which we will do a whole episode on aftercare. Um, yeah. So these are the questions that you want to make sure that you're aware of, that you have somebody to support you through that process. Yeah, because mine after they text me or call me when they get home or, or email me, whatever we have chosen, and then check in the next day as well they they are they are to do that if i don't hear from them then i check in so it's that double check in yeah absolutely. and i often have my clients do journal entries so yes so they they, they, they they do a journal entry and then they get to process and they get to mm -hmm. you know and then i get to see where are they at and then yeah. and the way that we set it up is that if they need a, a connection a little quick connection with me uh, we have other things that we set up in motion, but if they need a quick connection, mm -hmm. then we set that up in, in, in our mm -hmm. process of how we're going to work with each other and spend time with each other. Yeah. I love the, I love the journaling. I get a journaling. Yeah. I love that too. Yeah. So. Okay. So we actually talked a lot, like who knew that subspace wow. was such a large conversation. I thought it was going to be like, get in, get out, don't mess my hair do. But <laughs> apparently it's like a thing. It's a big thing. There's lots of layers. It's lots of wow. ways. Like who knew? <laughs> I guess I'm surprised, but not surprised, but it's such a, a topic because of all the, the things is that it's, it's just like the, the CNC. It's so important. I didn't know we had so much to talk about subspace either. Right? Like, who knew? Like, wow! Who knew? <laughs> and, it, and it's fascinating to hear your take on as well that, again, like we talk about, we're similar but the same. Like, it's, yeah. it's fascinating, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, for our uh, extended version, here's the little teaser. Oh, bring it. <laughs> bring it. Um, I'm going to share in our extended version, um, my own personal experience, the very first time I went to subspace okay. and how magically beautiful and healing and transformational that was for me. Um, and then I'm sure I will tease out of Mistress Cherry uh, some juicy details <laughs> about her personal life. By the time I was in subspace, woo, yeah. I'm thinking of a, I'm thinking of a few. I'm thinking of a few, yes. Um, and uh, and then, so how do they spend more time with you? So they can spend more time with me by by checking out my website, uh, www.mistresscherry.net, and they can also send me email at cherry at mistresscherry. And well, they can connect with me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram at Cherry Leather Chaps or Facebook and FetLife at Miss Cherry Leather Chaps as well. And just reach out anytime, any questions and we can connect. Excellent. Thank and you. You, you're welcome. And, and uh, you can always find me at EmpressGaia.com for all your BDSM needs, education and adventuring. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh -huh. So join Patreon to find and listen to the extended version where we're going to get into some more juicy conversation because <laughs> uh, you didn't quite have enough of us. And have a great day. Mwah! Thanks for listening. Thank you. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, 
encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. Now, if you're like, oh, I really wonder what's in the extended version. <laughs> well, find out on Patreon. Come join my Patreon for not only the extended version of this episode, but also bonus content behind the scenes, all sorts of juicy, juicy stuff. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is my orgasmic life podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook, at my orgasmic life podcast, Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option? We have that. You can email my slutty assistant, Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time. May your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye.